Hey guys, this is Rob Carbone. Welcome to BD4, where there's no better way to get your Yankee info than by listening to this podcast right here, right now. Carbone coming at you on a Monday night. It's about 1 a.m. here. Yanks just finished up a, an excellent sweep against the Boston Red Sox. Um, I mean, some would say they just eliminated them from any chance, any hopes at winning the division. So, I mean, after tonight, they're 14 and a half back. From first place. And I think they're six and a half back. From just getting into the wild card. So that was some big time shit we just did there man. And I mean who would have thought that. You know. Who would have thought that. After last week. That we had to go through that. Mess. That disaster of a series. Where we lost the first three games. And it wasn't even close. I mean they were obliterating the shit. Out of the Yankees. At Fenway Park. It looked like they were. You know maybe Boston was making a run. Maybe you know Boston was going to make this division. An actual race. For once. Looked like the Yankees were slowing down a bit. Catching their inconsistent second half slump. I mean it, it just looked like a completely different outlook. But here we are, you know, August 5th, and it's the exact, it's the, 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 uh, what's it called? The script has flipped. And that's kind of been the story of their entire season, both the Yankees and the Sox. It's like 2018 all over again, but the, the, but the script has been flipped. It has. You know, everything's going right for the Yankees, despite the injuries. Oh boy, will we get to that later. Um, but everything's going right on the field. They're winning games. And as for Boston, everything that can go wrong will go wrong. I mean, they're as mediocre as you can be right now. 59 and 55. You know, not even making it, not even making these games competitive anymore against the Yankees. I mean, they just, it was a completely different outcome this weekend. So you have to love that, man. You have to. Um, yeah, I mean, so game one, we come out of the gate firing, right? They have Eddie Rodriguez in the mound. Okay, pitcher for them. But I think it was the first inning. Glaber Torres comes up to the plate with bases loaded, and he freaking lines a grand slam into left field. Glaber Torres isn't even a line drive hitter, too. I mean, he hits, he elevates it a little bit. But this one was a line drive smacker over the left field wall. And there you go, 4 nothing Yankees off the bat. Confidence downhill for Boston. And that was pretty much the entire game right there. Because Boston actually started out the game winning 2 nothing. So I'm sorry. It was 4-2 to two by the time Glaber hit the homer. But yeah, Paxton comes out in the top of the first. <laughs> and he does his usual, man. I mean, it's incredible how often he does this shit now. But Paxton comes out there. He surrenders two runs. Two runs in the top of the first inning. Just like he usually does. I mean, it's incredible. How many times is it where he's allowed first inning runs? It is amazing. 
He puts his team in a hole right off the bat. That's why I'm not going to trust this guy in the playoffs, man. Not until he gets his shit figured out. And he's a big part to this rotation, you know? Now that we stood pat at the deadline, we're going to get to that later, but he puts the Yanks in a 2 nothing hole, but Glaber bails him out with the Grando. Yanks eventually win that game. Paxson pitches six strong. Well, it's just those two runs, just two hits. Game two comes along. Yanks face Chris Sale in the uh, day version of the doubleheader. They face Chris Sale, and once again, they start off hot. This time, it's DJ LeMahieu with a first-inning home run. He had two in the game. Yanks end up winning that game as well. Chris Sale surrenders about seven or eight runs. I mean, and on the flip, Domingo Herman put together an excellent start. While I said, uh, while I said Paxton has been one of the Yankees' least consistent pitchers this year, uh, you can make a case Herman has been, oh no, you couldn't make a case. I mean, it's not really an argument. Herman has been the Yankees' best pitcher this year in that rotation. He spun seven innings in game two. Allowed just two runs, and he struck out seven. It was an ace-like performance from Herman, and I loved the way he was, you know, showing that fire out there. Guy was reacting, you know, to every strikeout, throwing his fists in the air and shit. It was great. I love seeing that shit, man. So he he was spectacular for them. You got two solid starts in a row. Come the nightcap, game three, Yanks went with the opener. Chad Green pushed a fire first inning. Big great. Um, Glaber Torres hits two home runs in that game. He's on fire now. He hits two home So he hit the grand slam in game one. Hits two homers this game. I mean, that was after a big slump, too. Remember, he went through an entire month. The entire month of July, he hit just one home run. And that was towards the end of the month, too. So it seems like he's getting his power stroke back at the right time. Um, well, he's probably going to be on the DL now. Again, we'll get to that later. But he hits a couple of big homers. But the big hit in Game 3 was Mike Talkman. This was the tie ball game heading into the seventh inning, folks. It was 4-4, four to four, right? But I think, uh, yeah, it was Mike Talkman comes up with men in scoring position. And just like the Yanks have done all year, in scoring position. They come through here. Talkman delivers with a big double. It scores two runs. Put the Yank, puts the Yanks up 6-4. to four, And they end up winning that game. Because of Talkman's big hit. So there's three right there. You know. Game four is house money right. Don't need to win this game. But you know. It'd be nice. And what they do. They come out and they win it man. They sweep the. F- <laughs> they sweep the freaking sucks tonight. David Price gets just. He gets shelled. And the Yankees just own this guy. They do. They destroy this guy. Every time he comes to Yankee Stadium, it's like, it's almost mental at this point. I mean, you think it has to be mental, right? I mean, the guy does this every time he comes. I don't know. It's mental for him, I think. But, um, no, yeah, they, they, they sweep with game four. I mean, Judge hits the big first thing, Homer. He needed that shit, too, because he's been in a big drought. 14 or 15 games without one. He hits one of the first, but the third inning is where the bats really came alive. 
as they've been doing all year, all throughout the season. Um, third inning comes around, and the Yankees piece together a bunch of hits. You know, I've said it so many times, countless amounts of times. You're probably tired of me hearing it, but hey, fuck it. This is how they're gonna win in October. You know, if they're gonna, if they're gonna, if they're going to win in October, which again, I'm still not confident in. But if they are, it's going to be because of the bats, because of their ability to string together hits. And so, in the third inning of this game, they they go, they have a stretch where they go six for six. To score six runs. Yep. It begins with the uh, well. Judge first draws a walk, and then that's that's where it starts. Geo gets a home run. Guardy doubles. Maben doubles. Ford follows up with a single. Higashioka even hits a double, <laughs> and then this is capped off by a Talkman two RBI single. This makes it seven seven nothing at that point. I mean, it's just six hits in a row. Six hits in a row. We've seen them do this time and time again this year, man. This is why this is why I'm so confident in the bats. Because they're not just this one-dimensional club no more. Not anymore. So it was great seeing that. 7-0. Hap made it a little too close for comfort. Um You know, he started off strong. Four inning four innings of three hit ball. Allowed a couple of meaningless singles. But comes the he, he uh, come the fifth inning he implodes a little bit. Back to back solo shots to Vasquez and uh, Chavez. Boston's only good prospect. Makes it seven two, and then come out, he comes out in the sixth inning. You know gets into trouble again. <laughs> it eventually becomes seven to four, and that's when uh, Aaron Boone takes him out, rightly so. But he puts in Luis Sessa. In his 7-4 game when Boston's making a run. I didn't love that move. But again, he gets lucky because Sessa gets out of it. And he ends up actually pitching. Giving the Yankees their best pitching performance of the night. He was the yeah, he was their guy tonight. Sessa went 2-3rd and from there. Didn't allow a single hit. Struck out 3. And nobody else scored for Boston. He pitched very well. Held it down from there. And... You know, the Yankee Bats want to sleep a bit, but they didn't really need to do much else because the bullpen held it down, and they took another win. So they sweep. All is good, and that's now 72 wins, 39 losses. That's about 65% of their games that they've won, meaning just about taking two out of every three, which is just spectacular. Best record in the bigs, I think. Dodgers might be ahead by, like, 0.1%, but... Whatever. Yanks are on fire right now. Can't hate what they're doing at the moment. Can't hate the injuries, though. <laughs> Definitely can hate the injuries. And here we are again tonight. Two more of them. I mean, Jesus Christ. So after we get the news that Encarnacion is going to be out for a long time. And then after, before that, we got the news that Luke Voigt will be out, too. So we got the Voight news, the Encarnacion news, but tonight we get two more. Uh, actually, we get another one. Aaron Hicks yesterday. Jesus Christ. Holy shit. So that's, yeah, that's, that's Jesus Christ. That's five injuries if you're going to include tonight. So Voight, Encarnacion, and now Aaron Hicks, who has a, you know, it seems like it's a serious elbow injury. 
I mean, Jesus Christ. And then tonight comes Gio Urshela and Glaber Torres. The two guys you don't want to get hurt to. Right next to DJ LeMayhew, you could definitely make a case that Gio Urshela and Glaber Torres have been the uh, co-MVPs of this team. And Gio's at bat. I mean, that that just described this entire season of injuries in one. It was just the most diabolical... You know, devilish thing I've seen in the. It was incredible. I mean, I, I couldn't help but just to laugh. It was scary. He fouls a ball off his foot, and then I, I don't even think it was the next pitch, or it might have been the pitch after that. Fouls a ball off his, of his knee. I mean, it was just, it was insane, man. It just makes you just, makes you laugh. And the Yankee dugout was sitting there with smiles on their faces because they couldn't believe it. You know, it's like, oh, here we go again with this shit. Of course, it's happening. And this guy's tough as nails. He stays in the game for a bit, finishes <laughs> finishes the at bat, goes back out there to play third. I mean, he's tough as nails. If there's anyone who's gonna play, Geo's Geo's the one, man. He's got big balls. I mean, he's showing it all season in the clutch. He eventually gets taken out though, and Glaber Torres eventually gets taken out because he was seen limping after his first at bat of the game. Now it might not. I mean, at first, I thought it wouldn't be as serious because, you know, he was in the game after that for six innings before they took him out. But you get the news after after the game, and it says the Yanks sent him to the hospital for tests on his core. That's never good. And, oh, my God, man, I'm just so sick and tired of this shit. But you know what the crazy part is? There's no word to describe it anymore. There is no word. You know what I mean? Like, after the first month, it was, oh, this is bad. Come the second month, this was it was like, okay, this is getting fishy. After three months, you were like, okay, what the hell is going on? This is unbelievable. Now? I don't even know what to call this. You know, we're in August and this shit is still happening. At the same rate. I don't even know what to call this. I've never seen anything like this in sports in my freaking life. It's unbelievable. But there I go again. I don't know. Unbelievable was what I was saying. It was what I was saying two, three months ago. I don't know what to say anymore. It's incredible. I don't know. I don't even know if it's this... Bullshit medical staff we have. Might as well fire them bums because I don't know what is going on over there. But at this point, I'm like I said, I'm convinced there's some kind of hex. Some kind of a curse, man. Because I've never seen this shit before. How many, how many players in total have gone down this year? It's just been remarkable. I don't know what to say. And so if we lose Urshela and if we lose Torres for extended periods of time... That's bad. That's bad. Now, fortunately, we're running into some shit teams the next week. Uh, We play the Orioles tomorrow for a set of three. And then Toronto for, I don't know if that's three or four, but both of them suck. So we got to get those games. But, man, you just got to hope these guys are going to be okay. Especially Torres, because it seems like he had the more serious injury 
Oh, man, I don't even know what to say, man. Like, it's it's unbelievable. There I go with that word. I don't know. What else can I say about it? What else can you say? It's just ridiculous. All these injuries. But, I mean, next man up, right? That's what it's been all year. Next man up. Now, I like the next man up to be Clint motherfucking Frazier. How many cha- how many times is this guy going to get shit on by Brian Cashman? Why are we keeping this guy down there? Are we afraid? What, we're afraid he's going to speak his mind again? What, you don't like his arrogance, his cockiness? Who the hell cares? The guy's going to produce for you. Keep him on the team as a DH at the very least. The guy was on his way to a 30-100 and 100 season. He's clearly major league ready with the bat. All the injuries on this club, there's nobody that can tell me he's not, he doesn't have a spot on this team. You could easily fit him into this roster right now. Are you kidding me? DH him. Give him a couple days in the field. I don't give a shit if he made some bad plays when he first got up here. Alright, he's not a great fielder right now, but you know what? You can make it work. Call this guy up for once. Stop shitting on him, man. He's He does not deserve this. I mean, the guy thought he was going to get traded. <laughs> and no, you just, you keep, you're keeping him down there? I mean, this shit is something I'd be pissed off. If I was Clint Frazier, man, I would rip the organization a new one. Oh, my God. I'd also like Estrada to be up here sometime soon. That'd be nice. It's going to be interesting these next these next couple or these next several hours to see who goes down, who comes up with the new injuries to uh, Urshela and Torres. It's going to be, I don't know, we'll find out, but... Yeah, man, please call Frazier up, man. It's getting it's getting annoying. I don't know if it's, like I said, if it's his attitude they don't like or somebody told me on Twitter, um, one of my followers told me that um, it may be that the Yankees won an extra year of control. This is what they did with Glaber, remember, last year. I mean, if that's what it is, I wouldn't be surprised because the Yankees are so damn stubborn when it comes to that. They're obsessed with having control over their players. I mean, they're just a piece of shit front office up there. It's just annoying. Call the goddamn guy up. At the very least, call up Estrada. Because these are two guys who can very well impact your club right now. Um, I mean, that's pretty much all I got. Yanks win. They sweep. Keep getting hurt. <laughs> Keep winning. Uh, and we're pitching well. Can't argue right now. We're pitching well. Like I said, I'm done getting confident. I'm done getting positive too much because I don't feel it in the end. But I got to ride with it. I don't know. I just got to try to move on. I can't move on wholeheartedly, but I'm going to try my best. You just got to hope for these guys to perform up to expectations for one. And secondly, you got to hope for home field advantage in the playoffs. So if you eventually run into Houston, you can be playing, you know, the majority of these games at Yankee Stadium in the Bronx. So, but right now we're going to ride where, where we're at, 72-39. Bunch of games up from Tampa, about 15 from Boston. Things are looking great. We're doing good. Next man up, please be Clint. And I guess we'll end on that. All right, guys? 
Thank you so much. I appreciate you guys for stopping by. And I will see you tomorrow after the game. And if you're strictly a listener to my podcast, I will see you after the next series. All right. Ciao.